0: You're listening to Once, episode 85, The Queen is Dead. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time, and we're brought to you in part by Simul TV. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. We have had a fun time rewatching this episode of Once Upon a Time. The Queen is dead, and I really hope the <laughs> Royal Guard- <laughs> Do you realize
1: how funny that sounded? <laughs> well, yeah, and also, I hope
0: the Royal Guard isn't monitoring our oh. <laughs> feedback email address, because I get all of these emails now that say, the Queen is dead, the Queen is dead the queen is dead the queen is dead
2: <laughs> 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 do you ever get depressed during the day reading those
0: like i've heard you guys <laughs> i've heard yeah so so thank you so much for the feedback emails we are going to incorporate as many of those as possible into our discussion today and we've got some great discussion lined up to discuss this episode of once upon a time so let's jump into this. Let's start with the Enchanted Forest. And uh, it starts out that we meet Eva, Queen Eva, which the chat room was correcting us in the initial reactions when we were saying we didn't hear, know her name. And I don't think even after watching this now several times,
2: I'll find <laughs> it.
0: it's in the credits. It yeah. says Queen Eva,
1: which I don't know why it's in the credits. I think and this is cool. I think that means we will see her again in the past. Mm. Past story. Mm. Possible. Why name a character that you're not going to name exactly.
2: in the show? Otherwise, they would have called her Snow's mom. Yeah. Or the good queen or something. The good queen. <laughs>
0: the lady in red. <laughs> and we do have some interesting theories on possible backstories about her coming up soon. But... She, You can see, I think, a lot of what she was teaching Snow did finally plant in Snow's brain mm-hmm. later on in Snow White's life because Snow started out as this bratty kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. She may have just been having a moment of brattiness.
2: I think she was a spoiled brat. <laughs> I have to disagree with you, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> because the queen said she thought she raised her better than that, which is something parents say. Two kids that are having a moment. That's no corrected pretty darn quickly.
2: Speaking of the queen, I tried to find a clue as to when the queen was poisoned. Yeah. Um, but all she was doing when we met her was she was doing seating arrangements. Yeah. And I tried to look around the scene and see if there was any clue as to if she would just drank or eaten or anything. And there was nothing.
0: She had also touched the tiara. Um, just before she fell yeah. down. They all did, though. But, yeah, they, yeah, all, they did. all did. Unless so. it's some kind of poison that was designed just to affect her. Cora's insidious. She can. She could have been the cook.
2: She is. She's awful.
0: Which she's awful.
1: It's ironic well, that she was poisoned, because the woman who plays Johanna plays the cook on Downton Abbey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that if... If you look at how many times we've seen Cora shapeshift into people, yes, it makes us start to wonder, who is she? Is that Cora? Is that someone else? But one of our listeners, Jeff, sent in this email that really, I think he brings out a great point that helps clarify this for us and gives us a little bit more assurance of things. Jeff said, I think in the that you in the podcast and some people in the forums are taking the Cora shapeshifting as far more wide open than the writers slash producers seem to want. In every case she has shifted. there have been clues and a quick resolution, meaning that by the end of the episode, we know whether it was that character or Cora in disguise. When she was Regina, pongo gave us a clue that it wasn't regina when she was henry the episode's contextual clues made it clear that it was cora at least i was convinced instantly that was really cora and in this episode when she played blue fairy the clue was that she said something about magic coming with a price which is a rumple line good catch i didn't catch that even uh, before hmm. uh, while rewatching this before reading this email I don't think, in general, that we need to wonder whether Cora is impersonating a character if it isn't made clear within the course of a single episode.
2: I
1: think that's true as it turns out. I mm-hmm. don't think that we could have known that for sure before. Right. Magic coming
2: with a price is a rumble line, but Rumble Stiltskin is her apprentice.
0: Her teacher. She's oh, Rumble oh, Stiltskin. right. Yeah. She
2: is Rumble Stiltskin's apprentice, sorry. So, that really doesn't tell us a whole lot except that she's his apprentice and she's learned from him. Mm.
1: I think probably the point of bringing that up is that that was our clue. Yeah. If we had been looking for it. I personally never expected Cora to imitate someone very small and flying. Well, also...
0: (laughs) (laughs) How does she do it in that dress? Um, Also, (laughs) the fact that she appeared before Snow even wished on one of the blue stars. Yeah. Yeah. Which... The other characters we've seen do that have been Archie and um, uh, Belfire. When he was a kid, he didn't wish on the blue star, but he did go looking for mm-hmm. Gorham mm-hmm. So maybe that was another way of calling for the blue fairy back then, is by calling her by her original name. So I think, yeah, those are great clues, great pickups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that does steady my mind some, that then... <laughs> if we don't see that Cora played that person, then she wasn't that person.
2: Well, I thought I was very clever in noticing there was only one person in the room when Joanna told young snow to seek out the blue fairy. And that was the guard in the background. So I was thinking maybe it could have been Cora posing as a guard. How kind else would she thing. know? Cause it didn't look like Joanna was acting strangely.
0: But then again, Johanna told Yun Snow to wish on the blue star. And, and that that's was not going what, to...
2: That's not what she did, though.
0: Right. That's what she was supposed to do. Yeah. And that's what would have brought the real blue fairy. Right. So Johanna gave her the correct instructions to get the real blue, real blue fairy. Yeah. If, if Johanna was actually Cora,
2: I didn't say she was. Oh, okay. I said <laughs> that maybe the guard in the room while Johanna was saying that could have been Cora.
1: So you're trying to figure out how Cora even knew to impersonate Blue. Yes? No?
0: I think maybe um, Blue just... Well, she was expecting it or she figured this is the way it's going to go. Because Johanna said that the Blue Fairy was the Queen's confidant. So maybe Cora had somehow picked up on this. Because Cora knew Mm -hmm. a lot about this royal family. To know where they would be, what their habits were, what their vulnerabilities were, so Cora was probably able to spy on them enough to see. Oh, Cora and the or Blue Fairy and the Queen Eva get together a lot. So this might be a little trick I can use.
2: Yeah. I'd like to see more of that. Mm-hmm. More yeah. of like when Cora was like. I'd like to. I'd like to go into into cora 's history i 'm interested in that. I hope they show us
0: hmm. and blue She's fairy <laughs> Blue fairy was called benevolent, mm-hmm. and she helps people whose heart is true. Mm-hmm. I think this is starting to cast actual factual doubts on the idea that <laughs> Cora that blue fairy is evil
1: I think so. I think the th- forgive me. Listeners who love that theory, but I think it's always been a bit unreasonable. I think it's been very guilty until proven innocent with poor blue really with the listeners. I think everybody's kind of been she's good. She's had so little to indicate her guilt. I don't know why that's been such a popular theory. And she's a nun
0: who hates <laughs> nuns. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: only the dark one is against blue guys. You
2: know what would be cool what? if we could actually see like the blue fairy's beginning.
0: Mm. Yes, <laughs>
2: that would be fun. <laughs> she
0: is the oldest character. Yes, really, she is that Besides we've seen. Oh. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, she is the oldest
0: because she was called the original magic. So. Yeah, it would be cool to see a backstory to her, which maybe they'll do.
2: I'm someday. wondering if Snow still has that dark magic candle. Because we never saw her get it back.
0: That's true.
2: Maybe she still has but... it.
1: She held it over a skunk's heart. <laughs> and then she <laughs> held it over a deer that had died. And hey, she just used it that way.
2: I wonder if she could have sacrifice an animal's life.
0: Uh, I don't think so, because like, look how the <laughs> dear heart,
2: me tonight. <laughs> look
0: how the heart of a horse didn't work on the dark curse.
2: Oh.
0: <laughs> you had to <laughs> all of that, yeah. yeah and the chat room when we do this live on Wednesday nights at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time, GMT minus five, over at oncepodcast dot com slash live, which you probably know already. But our chat room is also pointing out something very similar. The candle was very Twilight Zone ish. There are these different episodes of Twilight Zone or different stories of things where it's like you're given the choice to save one person at the cost of someone else and you don't know who that someone else is. But then when you save the person, you discover that someone else that died was someone you knew or Hmm. it's you. Like there's one particular Twilight Zone episode. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard of it. and it's where um there's a button in some kind of box that Hmm. every time the person presses that button someone dies but that person pressing the button gets a wish or something like that money strange but then at some point he gives away this box because it's become a burden i forget why he gives away but then the next person who gets that box the first person to die when the next person presses the button Hmm. is the last person who had the box Okay. So that that reminded me of this candle thing. But going back to when did Snow. Does Snow still have it? I don't know. No. Because I could see either way. The way that Mm. Snow worded it, it sounds like she could have taken it and decided not to use it, or maybe she rejected it right there in front of the blue fairy. She didn't never take it, did she? No. We We never saw her walk away. It was in her hand, but we never saw her leave with it. Just her wrestling with it and yet what if she pulls it out next week
1: yeah or goes and finds it in gold's shop and she tries to bring johanna back oh
0: yeah well no
1: she's gonna
2: have to pin either cora or regina down first
0: magic can't bring people back from the dead and when oh right 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 when, right. when fake blue Nons. fairy yeah when cora blue fairy explained this She said that uh, something about a life that is so close to being lost, not a life that is lost. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: Well, maybe she's just mostly dead.
0: (laughs) Too soon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Snow really showed the strength, her first bit of strength and maturity, I think, by resisting this. Because how many of us, just consider how many of us face that same, not face it regularly, but might face a similar situation. <laughs>
2: Can't say as I ever have.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm going the completely wrong direction with this. If we were facing the same situation, what would you do? I mean, that's a deeply, deeply philosophical question, but uh, just well. something to consider. Would you kill someone innocent to save someone else innocent? I would hope most people's answer would be no. Yeah. Unless there's a third option that most people don't consider. <laughs> I'll leave that out there for people Killed to think about. Both of them and no. Okay.
2: That seems wasteful.
0: Sacrifice yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. the third option.
2: Oh, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, wow, well, she's really brave. She will hold the candle over her own heart. Hmm. But I didn't think she would because she's got her whole life ahead of her.
0: And we've seen it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or most of it. Well, now did you notice the flowers that were in this throughout the episode well of course they are snowdrop flowers and they were used several times in this episode they were um in the enchanted forest when young snow laid the little flower on queen eva's body and at the funeral and then the birthday card that Johanna sent to Mary Margaret in Storybrook had this mm-hmm. flower on the front of the card. When Mary Margaret showed up at Johanna's place, Johanna was planting these flowers and she said it's, um, that snow white was named after them because the flowers, um, survive even the harshest winters. And then also actually,
2: she was, she was named snow because her, her, her mother, yeah. her mother named that because snow was born yeah, that's during right. the harshest winter
0: yeah and then also uh, mary margaret put those same flowers the snowdrop flowers on uh, johanna's grave later at the end of the episode Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so they were used throughout this and i might have missed a couple other instances of these flowers but they were everywhere it seemed (laughs) so the fairy tale land portion of this episode was very short very little information
1: But Uh, it was really good. Yeah. And
0: (laughs) we've got a bunch of theories related to Eva. And... I
1: think it felt longer than it was because Johanna was in Storybrooke. And so it felt like the same story was being told regardless of where they were to some degree. Because it was the backstory of why Snow hates her birthday, which now she will never like her birthday.
2: Yeah. A bunch of traumatic things happened. um. Twice birthday it's
1: really it's really crummy that was just, I, I think i got more upset during this <laughs> episode <laughs> toward the end especially the clock tower
2: <gasps> yeah i got really upset at the tense. clock tower tower too it was tense it was intense
0: now in this episode we never saw king leopold and we talked about this in the initial reactions
2: actually we did
0: um well not directly briefly, briefly. we saw the back of him yeah in when the i back in the but it was back.
2: him. It was him.
0: It wasn't actually the same actor. Well, I it doesn't tell. matter.
2: It represented yeah. King Leopold. <laughs> yeah.
0: But the reason why um, King Leopold wasn't in this, as you can probably guess, is because the actor in um, for King Leopold was too busy with theatrical work to be able to make it to uh, Once Upon a Time, and that's why he couldn't do this. But so they had to, they had to fill that in somehow and kind of skip around that. But also, I'm wondering if they're going to face this in the future of having to explain his absence. Hmm. But it's Richard Schiff is the guy who plays King Leopold. Yeah. And he's just too busy with other stuff to make it
1: into this. They did a
2: pretty good job. I mean, aside from his not being in his own wife's funeral. Right. They did explain (laughs) it pretty well. Yeah, it was Like he was away.
1: It was a little weird at the funeral. Yeah. I... I felt really bad for Snow. I kind of wish they somehow had the same pull that Lost had or apparently had on actors or contracts or something just to make sure that when they need a character to be there, they can kind of do it. Now, whereas Lost might have just decided to tell the story at a slightly different time, Once maybe doesn't quite have that luxury for multiple reasons. In this case, they wanted to go... Farther back in Snow's history than we've seen, but Bailey Madison is getting older, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it wouldn't work for very much longer.
0: Yeah. Now, the major thing that happened in Enchanted Forest is, and by the way, Bailey Madison did a great job in she this episode. Did. I know some people think maybe she was overacting, but I thought she just she nailed it again. She
1: matches Ginny Goodwin's performance
0: yes. as adult Snow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she she does very well with yeah. that.
2: She did look older to me in this episode. Well
0: yeah, she's a year older, at least, than and the than the first it. time we saw her. She looked It's a it. lot in kid years.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. That can't happen. It shouldn't happen because this happened this happened before. Yeah, but the actress age a, a real I know. life person.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, they tried. <laughs> they did try,
0: it was I mean it's it's believable when you sh- when you see how close these things are connected these events then it's more believable that she looks about that age but the major thing that happened in Enchanted Forest was Queen Eva's death and the reveal that Cora was the one who caused it now this brings up a bunch of discussion points to consider and what do you guys think about that the the well let me play this dialogue and then ask you that question again because this dialogue between cora and well it's not a dialogue it's a monologue from Uh cora to a dead queen eva i think gives us a lot of clues so here Mm -hmm. it is
2: my daughter doesn't love me the way yours does you snow would have been a great ruler someday but that'll never happen because my daughter will be queen And all yours will be left with is knowing how I felt. How it feels to be the miller's daughter.
4: I'll turn Snow White's heart black as coal. That candle won't be your final test. And once
2: I've darkened her soul, it won't just be you I've destroyed. It'll
4: be your legacy.
2: understand okay. that and understand that they will know how it feels to be the Miller's daughter because you can't unless you're a Miller's daughter, which yeah. Snow isn't.
1: Unless it's like it's like saying, well, whatever Rumpelstiltskin was saying, you'll know what it's like to be so and so's son, because maybe the Miller and his family had a reputation of some sort or they were just the lowest of some for some reason what it also tells me which knowing cora might have started to be in the backs of our minds but we wouldn't have known she wasn't just killing the queen that she didn't know so that her daughter could be queen she has something personal with eva
2: what is that
0: Could it maybe be that they're sisters? Hmm. I don't want that. (laughs) It could be, but... We got a bunch of feedback on this point. On this point and on um, Neil as coming from Neverland. Those are the main two points where we got the most feedback. But I want to play this feedback that came in from Erin that gives her uh, theory of Eva and Cora as sisters.
3: Hey guys, it's Erin. This series, actually, I think it's going to be one of my babies until I find out whether it's true. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's true. I've kind of always thought that maybe Eva and Cora were sisters and that there was this animosity and that that's what perpetuated the whole, like, hatred of Snow White. But And, and we did see last night that the hatred of Snow White did not stem with Regina. It stemmed with Cora and that it really started with a hate for Eva. And um, that was all kind of confirmed. But I have a theory about why that happened. I feel that... Eva took Cora's place at some point in her life. Originally, I just kind of thought it's being the queen. Because if you recall the Rumpelstiltskin tale, the original, the miller's daughter was meant to marry the king if she performed, like if she was able to spin the straw into gold. And assuming Cora spun the straw into gold, which we, I'm assuming she did because she probably made that deal with Rumpelstiltskin and he followed through, that... Perhaps then Leopold fell in love with Eva and didn't marry Cora and went back on his deal that was he would marry her if she could spin the straw into gold. So that's a possibility. I also think, though, that it could stem even earlier because of Cora's comment, like dripping with disdain, that Snow would find out what it was like to be the miller's daughter. Almost as if Eva should have known what it was like to be the miller's daughter. So I was thinking that Rumple could have even gotten involved in this. Like, obviously, I think all roads lead to Rumple because he wanted the curse and this perpetuated the curse. So I think that he totally could have had a hand in like switching some babies around as part <laughs> of a deal for their parents. We totally wouldn't put that past him. We know, we know about his his, uh, he deals in babies and names and whatever, but babies are a big a big deal maker for him. So I was thinking that that could also be a possibility that they were switched as infants and that Rumpel then told Cora later when she started training with him and that made her angry and that made her want to get revenge because she wanted Regina to like have her rightful place as the queen because if Cora was the queen originally, then Regina would thus become the queen instead of snow and everything would be different. So I thought that that was another possibility.
0: Great theory, Erin. Thank you very much for sending that in. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that?
2: I think that's interesting.
0: I think it's possible.
2: It'll be like another Prince Charming slash David slash.
0: <laughs> yeah. So real Prince Rumple has done that before. My thought was maybe, um, Maybe the Miller's daughter story is Miller's daughters. Because we've seen the writers (laughs) take a little bit of freedom with some of the details here and there. Like maybe the gender of Jack, the giant slayer. (laughs) By the way, check out our review of that movie. (laughs) And um, other little liberties here and there. So maybe it was actually daughters. And just like Aaron was theorizing, one of them got to marry the king. She became Queen Eva, and the other didn't. And so, uh, the way that Cora speaks at Eva or dead Eva really hey. sounds so much like sibling rivalry. <laughs> she was
2: nice. Be nice. She was good. Yeah, she was. But have she some respect.
0: Was, she was also dead. Yeah, have some respect,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or you'll be dead, Daniel. <laughs> Just
0: kidding. It's a little extreme. And I like the way that uh, Jennifer put this in, saying that. Um, I believe that while Cora had to endure the whole Miller's daughter thing and eventually married Henry Sr., her younger sister, Snow's mother, grew up to marry the king and Snow's father. This would make Cora extremely jealous and want to get back at her. And uh, then also Katie sent in other things, other theory, pointing out the serious grudge that it seems Cora has against Eva, and also suggesting that maybe both of them are part of the original Rumpelstiltskin tale as the Miller's daughters. Mm -hmm.
2: She didn't mm. seem to talk to her that way, though. She didn't seem like she... I mean, yeah, she's a wicked stinker, but... (laughs) (laughs) She she didn't really seem to talk to her in a way that, that would make me believe that they're related in some way.
0: See, now, I think she did. You think she did? I, yeah, I feel like the way that they that uh, Cora talked to Eva sounded like they are related. <laughs> so they we're could, we're um, hearing the same thing and interpreting it two different ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if nothing else, the weird finger kiss.
2: Yeah, that was weird. Might yeah. be a sister thing. Really weird.
0: Yeah, could easily be something that they used to do as sisters, and maybe we'll see that. Oh, someday. it could be really sweet and then really
1: horrible. How on
2: earth could? could two people become so different?
1: Bitterness and rage.
2: I mean, two people (laughs) cut from the same cloth become so different.
1: So, another twist on that, and it would depend on all the relationships and maybe characters we haven't seen, but maybe it's just like David and James. Mm -hmm. Maybe... A monarch (laughs) needed a child, wanted a child, and there were two sisters, Mm. and Rumpel took one, Eva, and she became royalty as a princess, and just her entire line was like this
2: <sighs> rumble Stilson so, just makes messes the wherever other was, he goes yeah,
0: and the other would be left as just mm. the miller's daughter we haven't seen much happen in that time area that you're talking about the only, nothing i think actually i think around that same time is when we saw gemini become a cricket oh that's probably around that same time that could be about 50 to 70 years before the curse oh so somewhere okay. around then could be but besides that cora's age yeah based on cora's apparent age and eva's apparent age if they're somehow connected right um so
2: if they are sisters cora is definitely the older one
0: yes yeah yeah Yeah. now i i really want to give credit here to sarah also known as phoenix heart 815 on twitter During our Once Upon a Time Roundtable, our most recent one, which you can listen to or watch over at oncepodcast.com slash roundtable two, that's the number two, she had joined us for a part of the roundtable near the end where she suggested, hey, what if Cora killed Snow's mom? Guess what? She ended up being right. Well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good job on predicting that, Uh, Sarah. Good Snow. I want to make sure that you got those points there for predicting that.
1: I can't remember. My memory is getting so fuzzy, finally. Fuzzy. Does Snow know that Regina was responsible for her father's death? Did she ever figure that out? No.
2: Probably not. My goodness.
1: She probably suspects. But she probably doesn't know. Well... For sure. Because Regina was
0: going to have her killed. No. No, wait. She does. I can't remember what episode, but she did say something about... um, she knew that yeah, the, the queen killed her father. I think it might have been in <laughs> the, chat room the is Heart same, is a Lonely yes. Hunter. Or they're pointing out to episode 121, which Apple Red is blood. Yeah. That was I don't know more how about she knows Daniel. Well, but yeah, there were hmm. there were things. I yeah, it's somewhere around there. Uh certainly, yeah, some hints about that. Well, so however she figured it out, she's smart.
2: Mm-hmm. Regina's family. But still. And Snow's family really have it in for each other. I'm
1: surprised she didn't say it in the clock tower. <laughs> you
0: killed my mother.
1: Can't you and you killed my father. Stop
2: <laughs> killing you my, killed my
0: mother. Now prepared to die.
4: <laughs>
0: ah. And also there's that whole thing about destroying Eve's legacy. Which, why would Cora care about Eva's legacy? (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be
2: something else there. Mm -hmm. Good catch.
0: Now, in some of the flashbacks later, but they're flashbacks to Enchanted Forest, when Regina is confronting Cora in the mayor's office, Regina referred to scenes from The Stable Boy, and we got to see these pieces put together and stuff that's happened just after these events in... um, the fairy tale land we here. We got
2: to see the awkward, someone's coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: the name of the horse was Rosin, Rosinante. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably mispronounced that. It's the name of Regina's horse. And this isn't the first time we heard it. Uh, the first time we heard it was actually in the episode We Are Both. When Regina was trying to oh. flee from the castle, she said, hurry on, Rosinante. We're <laughs> almost
2: there. there. the only oh. reason,
0: I just imagined that was her riding instructor. Me
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> Me no.
0: too. Um, but it was her horse, her prize steed, oh. and that's the same name as Don Quixote's horse in the novel Don Quixote, which oh, was by goodness. Miguel de Cervantes. Did you say Miguel? It's something like that. And, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm terrible with foreign names. <laughs> if you have any name that's hard to pronounce, please include a pronunciation key for me. <laughs> but anything else to say about Enchanted Forest before we move on? No. Okay. Before we move on, I want to give huge thanks to Simul TV. This is a fantastic service that I really think you will love. And I've been seeing some tweets of some people saying they're excited to try Simul TV. They're going to try it out on a particular show or some entertainment that they'll be watching this weekend or next week. And I think you'll like this too. You can check it out at oncepodcast.com slash L T V. TV. Simul TV is a service that allows you to simultaneously watch television movies (laughs) (laughs)
2: Movies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) sports and even stuff like the shopping channel and other channels on tv you can watch these simultaneously with anyone else anywhere in the world all they have to have is a device with a browser on it so that means an ipad a smartphone another tablet a computer a smart tv So you can watch these things simultaneously, but it doesn't stop there. Have you ever been watching something at the same time as one of your friends or family, and you keep picking up the phone saying, Did you see that? Did you see that? And you you hang up the phone, and then later you want to call them back and say, Did you see that? What kind of look do you have on your face right now? I want to see your face right now. (laughs) You know, that happens a lot with sports people picking up the phone and smack-talking each other. Well, now you don't have to keep doing that to the phone. Stop abusing the phone and instead take advantage of Simul TV that lets you get picture in picture with your friends or family who are watching the exact same thing you are. So that way you can watch each other's jaws drop or you can see (laughs) your uh, joyful motions as your team wins or something cool happens on the show. So check out Simul TV. Go to OnesPodcast.com slash S-I-M-U-L tv that's once simultv slash simul tv to experience the next evolution in entertainment and thank you so much simul tv for your sponsorship let's talk about uh where do you want to go next storybrook or new york city i couldn't decide on this new york city i want to go to storybrook
4: <laughs> <laughs> sure let's go to
2: Storybrooke. we all
0: want to go to storybrook
2: <laughs> yes we do
0: so in storybrook then uh it starts out with the scene snow and charming or david and mary margaret are have some kind of deal to not celebrate her birthdays yeah. like, at all she's
3: all irritable ever. today
0: yeah she's like what are you doing
2: what are Making you doing breakfast? what is this <laughs> why <laughs> why we talked you about breakfast? this
0: because <laughs> i'm hungry
2: <laughs>
1: so i have a question mm-hmm. how do they know how to make dates in our world correspond to dates in their world
0: do we have the same calendar? I'm thinking the more we go through this, I, the more I'm thinking that days and dates do directly coincide with um, Tale Land and Storybird. So they call their dates the same things we call them? Oh, maybe not necessarily that. Because then they wouldn't know... Hey, it's whatever day here.
2: Well, they did Is they, that
0: my birthday? <laughs> they know that they know dates in our world because of their storybook cursed selves, which they still have in their minds.
1: That's
2: what I was going to say. Oh, sorry, Jenna. <laughs> you on. So, so much better Jennifer. than I could've.
1: So Regina let their memories include their real birthdays. Apparently.
0: <laughs> if
2: not, the only birthday she knew was painful to her.
0: Yeah. Emma's is that what you're thinking? No.
1: No. Oh, the, Her birthday. Oh, yeah. Her birthday. But I just, since she doesn't want to think about it, I'm not sure how she figured out, hey, that's today
0: mm-hmm. in our world. And, just a minor point. And as a thought. Jacob is pointing out in our chat room, maybe they didn't have any birthdays. See, I wouldn't think so. Well, I mean, like birthday parties or didn't, weren't aware right. of their birth dates because then that gives them a sense of time. Right. Which makes me even more confused.
1: And How do they know what day to not celebrate Snow's
0: birthday? Because the <laughs> days are different here. But yeah, well, it's it's all part of that part of um, having no no idea of time of the f- passage of time, and because you're in this curse. Psh. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Mary Margaret discovered that Johanna is in Storybrooke, and I would say she's a secondary, maybe one-time character. She gave her a stinking diamond tiara
1: for her birthday (laughs) that she didn't want to celebrate. I mean, it's a pretty good gift, right? Yeah.
0: I wonder what other secondary characters we're going to end up seeing or discover had a little bit more significance in Fairytale Land.
1: Well, I hope we're not gonna love them and then watch them die all in the same episode every time. Kind of like Gus Gus? (laughs)
0: Yeah, well... We didn't really
1: or have time Gus. to love him.
0: <laughs> We'd seen him twice. Never saw him in Enchanted Forest
2: at Paley Fest. When Gus Gus was mentioned, there were a few girls that screamed.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I was going <laughs> to say there so are funny.
0: those who did
1: love him instantly. Yeah. However, yeah, it was his smile. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs>
2: sure. I'm it was. Just guessing
1: Daniel there. was apparently <laughs> one of them. Just kidding. <laughs> no,
0: totally not. I'm more of a Jenny liker. Oh, that's so
2: sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just this Jenny.
1: <laughs> yes, just this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's important which Jenny you are like of. So
0: Hook is free. He storms into the police office, knocks out David.
2: Golly, that must have hurt. Hit him with a crowbar.
0: I have a little beef
1: with that.
2: I think That would have been a huge bruise instead of just a little trickle of blood. In my
1: mind, he did not knock David out. He murdered David. Only David didn't die and he barely had a bruise. But that's okay.
2: People never die. (laughs) You know, realistically. If someone hits you in the head with a crowbar, you're out of it.
1: I wish that it had not been a crowbar. It being life. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like hit him with a chair. Or I don't pillow
2: know. or something <laughs> a pillow <laughs> <gasps>
0: no, in our chat Not room down. Caroline's whimsy puts it very well. She said, David's always had a hard head.
2: oh uh, yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, okay i actually I'll actually buy that <sighs> so do you think Hook's hook has always been poisoned? Is that why no. he's such a deadly person with? No. It? No.
2: I think he just puts that poison on for a special occasions. <laughs> I to th- <laughs> wear this for special occasions, kind of like cologne. <laughs>
1: I, th- well, it seems very similar to the giant poison. So maybe he got it when they went up the beanstalk.
2: Hmm. I don't uh, know. Not or, not sure. or in some <laughs> stories of Captain Hook, he had he cries from the red of his eyes sometimes.
1: He yeah. what? He
2: has, like, his eyes turn red occasionally, oh. and sometimes he cries for them, and that th- those tears are poisonous.
0: Wow. Now, yeah. Jeremy, you mentioned something that I don't think we'd corrected once, but when we talked about the episode Tiny, we mm-hmm. talked about how could it be that Jack's body turned to bones so oh, quickly. yes. And one of our listeners reminded us that, hey, she was stabbed with the same knife that had the poison on oh. it. Oh. which could have been been like yeah. decomposing
1: poison so it looks well maybe if you think that's what it does i mean
0: total. that was totally random well that's interesting that's okay that's cool shout out i
1: can't remember nastiness coming out out of that
2: wound was really gross it's
1: true maybe it's a flesh eating poison yeah
2: it was pus (laughs) 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 which makes hook very happy so johanna (laughs) said
0: that she found snow's tiara in mr gold's shop and I went through random episodes here and there to look at Mr. Gold Shop to he see did. if we've ever seen the tiara in there. And I haven't seen it before, but I didn't get to look over the entire season all I over didn't again. Have time to-, to
1: dig under piles of stuff. Oh, wait, I wasn't actually there. Yeah.
0: But uh, listeners, I'd love to know, did you see uh, the tiara in Mr. Gold Shop at any point before this episode?
1: So sometimes in the middle of all this that we've been seeing and like fireballs at the town border and failed attempts at questing and then successful attempts at questing and between all these things sometimes gold just runs his shop yeah and and like people like johanna just go in and buy diamond tiaras from
0: him well i like the way that regina put it in uh, i believe it was season one she said you can do whatever it is you do here
1: (laughs) unless you're telling me that johanna was able to get through The Dark Curse. Oh. Not dark curse, but the dark magic. She could have been holding
2: on to it for a while because she could have gone to the shop while Mr. Gold was there.
1: (laughs) It's true. Yeah, and then saved it for (laughs) Snow's birthday. Like the Burgers with Bell days. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. (laughs) That's I shall now call it.
2: (laughs) Burgers with Bell.
1: (laughs) This is the Burgers with Bell phase. It was a good time for them. It was kind
0: of boring for us. Catch up. (laughs) So Snow saw Cora and Regina, they're digging for the dagger. And when Snow then went to, or Mary Margaret then went to David and found him unconscious in the police office, she said the dagger, and David immediately knew what dagger she was talking about.
1: Right. They seemed to know a lot about how he works, despite the fact that he killed a mute maid just for having seen. Did she see the dagger or hear him talking? She She saw saw it. it. Yeah, she saw it because she could have drawn a picture, apparently. And he went to a lot of trouble to keep all that stuff secret. But later on, they just seem to know so much about him.
0: Yeah. It's a little confusing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was odd. Now, that could have been, as the chat room is pointing out, that could have Mm -hmm. been Blue Fairy's doing. Yeah, since she's been around so long and seen so much, Mm -hmm. she can tell
1: allies, all this stuff. Yeah.
2: I was confused by the line that Regina said to Snow. She said, "I was always the queen. It was you, she's talking to Snow, who added evil to my name." I didn't understand it because she wasn't always queen.
0: The evil queen. That's what they called her for a while. Yeah. The evil queen. So that was just kind of a slightly humorous thing. Oh. Uh, by the way, about the dagger, Aaron is reminding us that it's in the book. It is? I was trying to remember that, too.
1: I don't
2: remember being in I the book. I thought
1: for a while we were thinking that Rumpel wasn't in the book at all.
2: Oh, no. No, he's in well, Cinderella's yeah, he, story. Because he Henry knew that part. And also,
0: there were things that, like, Henry said when they were in New York. Henry said well, yeah. that even, like, Rumpel's future-telling ability We know that in the book. now. Yeah. But for a long time, we... C-
1: because Henry didn't know who Gold was and because we had never seen Rumple in the book and we thought did he write it himself and leave himself out how does this work so i i would think i just don't think that the dagger was in the book but
2: speaking maybe I'm of, of rumple's future tell ability whatever you've said just then <laughs> why didn't he just look into the future to while he would be gone And see what trouble would happen, like like how to how to prevent anybody from finding the dagger in his absence. Like why didn't he Maybe it's not working? Why didn't he have that?
1: He doesn't have the rest of his He has some power, but he's not fully like the dark one. I know, but he's
2: in in Storybrooke remember he did have a pretty good deal of power. Yeah. Like he was getting stronger and stronger. Mm Mm-hmm. So why well, wouldn't you done It's murky that?
0: on him again. That's that is a very good question because uh, we did receive a bunch of feedback about this too. Um, wondering. Uh, oh, I because have another you know, thought. I have another thought. Go ahead. Real
2: quick. <laughs> did the dagger look different to you? No. I know we've never seen the backside of the dagger.
0: Actually, we have. I we it have. Was, I, I went back and found in the episode "Desperate Souls." We did see the back of the
1: dagger. And that's
2: what the dagger looks like. Yes. I
0: don't remember it being that big.
2: I would love to see that dagger be a decoy dagger.
0: I'd like to see that too. And we received several emails uh, along that point. And three basic ideas here that I'll, uh, for sake of time, I'll just reference these ideas. Why um, do you Slurpees. Take it with him? Well, Slurpees 108 suggested maybe the real dagger is in Gold Shop. And what they found on the clock was a fake dagger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Crystal Rose suggested that maybe Gold has the dagger in his cane.
2: <gasps> Josephine in the chat room just said that very same Which, thing.
0: Yeah. I don't maybe. know how that works. Well, as Crystal Rose pointed out in her email, she said... Um, uh, I believe he literally has the dagger in possession at all times. I theorize that his cane or his crutch is the true Chris dagger transformed into an innocuous item he has with him continuously. We never see him without it. And it's also his weapon of choice when magic wasn't available.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was he burying in the woods yeah, that day?
0: It's interesting, but
1: I can poke holes in the dagger theory. <laughs> Yes, he said that it hadn't left his possession, and I started to wonder if he meant that literally as well. Mm-hmm. But yes, we do know that it was physically out of his possession, unless I don't
0: think he would have. He didn't act like that was a
1: decoy that he was burying in the woods and all of that stuff,
0: and he was looking for it. Maybe at one point he transferred the power of the dagger, because we did see him mm-hmm. use the dagger when he summoned the Wraith in the premiere episode yeah. of oh, yeah, season we did. two. Yeah, we
2: did maybe that was the real dagger and right before he left he made the decoy and planted it in the clock
0: one other crazy theory here from sarah said that uh she and her family theorize that the dagger is in gold's leg and that's why he continues to limp is that he has a fake leg and he's hidden the dagger inside of it i don't want that to happen (laughs)
3: because that's just gross
2: crazy
0: theory but wanted to let <laughs> Sarah squeeze that in. That's funny.
3: Ew. Maybe
2: <laughs> he just has it strapped to his leg. That would just be wow. that would just be brilliant. would <laughs> make
1: it through the airport. <laughs> Maybe it's in oh. Hook's leg.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would he have how would he have gotten that through the airport? So he couldn't have taken it.
0: Yep, he couldn't have. Yeah.
2: They wouldn't have left that thing on a plane, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> so jumping back a little bit back to the cafe. When, or maybe the he diner. put it in his checked bag.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when,
0: when Mary Margaret talked to Regina in the diner, Mary Margaret said, "There's a war starting." Oh, uh, that was that's like the best
1: thing because it gives me some thought. Okay, thank you. That's where this is going. Mm-hmm. You why, maybe it was more obvious to some than to me, but it, while it's been fun and interesting, I was starting to go. Okay, season one had this clear. Direction and most people doubted it, but for me, it was always about breaking the curse in that season. Season two has progressed, but I've been way more fuzzy on where I think the season is actually going.
2: Well, now we 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 discussed that we knew if Cora got to Storybrooke, there would be a, a gigantic battle.
1: Yeah, and then she got there and she sneaks around and yeah, stuff, and true. then goes into the mayor's office, and nobody's there waiting for that's her because she's slick.
0: Yeah,
2: and she's crafty and. Well, and we're
0: shapeshifter. Remember that in the pilot episode, when Snow and Charming went to see Rumpelstiltskin in the prison, he said um, on her... No, I'm sorry. It was... It might have been the pilot episode or the second. I'm now getting it confused. But Rumpelstiltskin said that the final battle would begin... Uh, He said it to Snow and Charming. He Mm -hmm. said, on her 28th birthday, the Savior will come, and the final battle will begin. Yes, but we don't know what that means still. Well, this could be leading up to the final battle here. Mm -hmm. The battle between the most wicked and most powerful people.
2: I think Kor should go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But then, who do you think Regina is going to side with? Who is Emma going to side with? Is it going to be... Rumpel versus Cora versus Regina versus Emma? Is it going to be something like that? Really complicated?
2: I think Regina's a wild card. Yeah. I think she is because she, she... The way she said, maybe I am good to snow. Maybe that means that she's on her own side.
0: Well, I think that... Snow certainly planted some doubts in her mind a yeah. little bit.
2: I think it's apparent that she's suspicious of her mother. Yeah, she's she's doing a as best a job she can to cover that up so that her 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 core her mother <laughs> won't kill her or anything because <laughs> she's deadly.
0: But Regina did say, "Power is how you get things."
2: Yeah, that's, that sounded just like her mother. That mm-hmm. sounded like like. She was spinning that line out because yeah. it's something her mother said. Spinning
1: the line out. It still seems like she's trying. She thinks it's the only way to get what she wants. So she's trying still to believe it and she still isn't
0: convinced. Yeah. Anymore. Well, even then at the end when she confronts Cora and puts all the pieces together, which she'd only partially done before in the episode, The Stable Boy at the end of the episode we saw regina in enchanted forest saying that horse didn't spook on its own did it she asked
4: her mother that question before
0: yeah well yeah back then in staple boy Mm -hmm. that's what i'm referring to yeah but cora just kind of denied it and regina moved on a little bit but now in Storybrooke, regina has all the pieces and puts them together and realizes Mm -hmm. that you did do this originally Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. gore is despicable
1: we saw storybrook regina take a heart for the first time mm-hmm. which i didn't like yeah. but she put it back when she was done
2: with well, it. it's the
1: first time i've ever seen her put one back too a lot of good it did she yeah. hasn't
2: killed anybody yet though so there's she still hasn't. hope there's still hope that she's In still good story, well, In- well besides
1: post-curse. he who shall
0: not be named Post-curse
2: yeah.
1: in Storybrooke, it's been like two weeks since she's killed okay. anybody. No, well, reformed,
2: <laughs> reformed Regina hasn't killed anyone she's in since Reformed Regina.
1: Murderers Anonymous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was confused by the Blue fairies saying, a great deal of dark magic has been expelled. Like, she senses a great deal of dark. What mm. did that mean? Well,
0: when the curse was broken and magic came... In the episode uh, Broken, the premiere of season two, she did say to everyone else, she said, magic is here. When they were asking what was the purple smoke, she said, magic is here. I can feel Mm -hmm. it. So she, as a magical being, as the original magical being, it seems, has a sense of magic. So she can feel it. And so this, this dark curse, maybe she was just feeling that Korra was in town has just this darkness. What,
2: what dark magic was released? All kinds of stuff. That's what I'm wondering.
0: Cora just
1: leaks it. I'm just yeah, but kidding. But she, that
2: sounds big, though. Oh, true. Yeah, and She's, I don't remember anything Cora doing that would release dark magic.
1: Maybe every, all the magic she uses is dark? I don't know. I mean, there's, Yeah, that, that could be there's it. There's the ship. There's the shape-shifting. There's the... Whatever else she's been doing. Maybe so, you're right, though. Maybe it was a hint at something we haven't seen yet.
2: Yeah. Because why on earth would she just now be telling Well, I White think,
1: <laughs> Because she was asked. I think she was hiding in her house, hoping nobody would come for her help. The, this is all going, pretty dark
0: magic. This is still happening just within a few days. Each of these episodes oh. are still within just a few days of each other. So things are still very fresh. Remember, Emma just a couple days ago, Storybrooke time, Emma just got back. From or maybe even just the day before this is happening, Emma got back from uh, uh, Enchanted Forest. You think that soon? Yeah. Well, about... Maybe. I w- at some point recently, I well, wanted us to count the
1: days, and I don't
0: remember what, why. But. I, I take that back because there was that time they had the party, the welcome back party, mm-hmm. and Regina was invited and all of those things. So it's been... I take that back. It's been a weekish or so.
1: I still maybe. feel like I should... <laughs> Call somebody out and i don't even know why it we keep seeing snow and yes it's the morning blah 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 we keep seeing snow and david in the apartment just living life mm-hmm. and i'm like there are two evil sorceresses on the loose in this town why do we never see you like going door to door searching maybe that's just not the way this works i don't know it's weird they i find n- it quite
0: awkward yeah well until the end of the episode Snow or Mary Margaret wasn't as motivated. True. And they were kind of being cautious, recognizing that they need a plan mm-hmm. and didn't have it yet, so they just have to know kind of where she is.
2: When yeah. Chorus said, I spared you that burden like any good parent, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, right, good parents don't murder people. <laughs> 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 she can't really claim the uh the title of good parent anymore. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sad to laugh at that. What, what did true. she mean? What do you think she meant by snow and Prince Charming will be no more than a vaguely unpleasant memory?
1: Before
2: that sounds gold like comes back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's, yeah. That's going to... sounded to me like she was going to do some like memory erasing or something.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Oh. Hmm. I don't yeah. know about that, but it. Did, I or, was confused about the before gold comes back... All of them, and she was seeming to include Emma in that. So
2: Maybe she's going to yeah. go to him now that she has the dagger.
0: Yeah. Well, oddly, she did say uh, something that almost sounded like, grammatically, almost sounded like Henry could be a long forgotten memory as well.
2: I didn't think so. But
0: that's that's connecting it a bit too much. I don't think that's what she meant but it could be a possible be. interpretation of what she
2: said. Speaking of Henry, how on earth did he lead Rubble Stiltskin to Belfire? How? Because he didn't actually do it. He was just going along for the ride and eating well, cinnamon buns. The,
0: by bringing Emma back <laughs> and by the fact that um, it, Henry is Neil and Emma's connection. So it's, the, it's not a direct leading necessarily.
2: Yeah, it just seemed kind of like weird wording.
0: Yeah. Could Cora cast the curse again on our world? Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, remember the beans? She brought back the giant for a reason, so it seems like she oh, wants yeah, to yeah. go somewhere else when she gets Not her power. Maybe
2: curse. she wants to be the queen.
0: Yeah. yeah. She wants to be everything. Yeah. Well, she's definitely got some kind of agenda. Oh, well, um, she does. Big plans with the dagger. It's probably... <laughs> She wants to be the Dark One herself. (laughs) That's really where I think this is going. Yeah. Not just control the Dark One, but be the Dark One. (laughs) She... is something else.
2: She is. Entirely.
0: (laughs) So when uh, then... Well, yeah, speaking of her, that she killed then... Johanna just (gasps) mercilessly killed her after david and mary margaret thought that johanna was safe but the whole thing you know the dagger behind the clock great hiding place Mm -hmm. but i kind of think it's a fake dagger even though it looks exactly like the other one and we'll have some screenshots of this in the show notes at dot com slash 85 to show you the dagger from the episode desperate souls the back of it and the back of the dagger from this episode they are identical so it's You can't get past that, that they look the same, but they may not necessarily be the same. So when Mary Margaret and David bury Johanna, they're they're in the the graveyard, and Mary Margaret seems fixated on Regina's mausoleum there, Mm -hmm. and even mentions that it remains untouched. I wonder if Regina, or if, if... Mary Margaret is going to find something inside the mausoleum as a weapon against Regina or against Cora.
1: I don't know.
2: Wouldn't it be awesome if Snow could find Cora's heart? That would be cool.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know though. This whole dark Snow th- or Snow Dark <laughs> as people were calling her before <laughs> coming back only this time without a potion that needs to be undone with snow true love's storm. Love Kiss. Maybe she's snow still storm. got it in her. Meh.
2: I mean, kind of like, kind of like the uh, they've kissed the dream, enough by now. The dream scene kind of thing. Like it, would, it affected <laughs> oh, her, even though um, she's not. She's not sleeping anymore, but <laughs> she's she's still has access to the dream scene. What if she still has access to that cold?
1: I think it's just Cora Callist. <laughs> and I think that I'm conflicted because. We shouldn't want Snow to abandon good, but I kind of wanted to kill
0: Cora. Well, she was questioning all of her right decisions that she had made. She was, and yeah, she's gonna snap everything.
2: She's gonna snap. I think she did. (laughs) One
0: of our listeners, Vanessa, suggested that maybe Fairy Tale Land is all black and white morally. There is, you know, there's clear good and clear bad, and then our world has gray areas, and maybe that's what Snow is kind of facing now hmm. in our world is she's she's shifting a little bit
1: well see it is kind of funny and there somebody asked in the chat room is killing cora bad <laughs> it,
2: yes it, morally it is bad uh, to a point if they well, she needs to be judged
1: if they were defending the town or defending their kingdom and they ended up in locked in a battle yeah and she got killed that would be the end of the battle that would be victory yeah so going after her and executing her as the enemy trying to destroy everybody. I'm not sure how that's different. I mean, I guess her heart is different. Yeah. And I think
2: I think Snow's kind of communicating that she just wants to murder. Yeah. She someone said
0: who, Sorry.
2: She wants to murder the person who has caused her so much pain.
0: They yeah. she said that Mary Margaret doesn't care about justice. Yeah. She really does just want
1: revenge.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: This will
1: not end well. By the way. (laughs) I
2: got really upset at the whole clock tower scene when she just threw Joanna out the window. Mm -hmm. That made me upset. Yep. And then they just puffed. They puffed away like big deal. No big deal. Just murdered somebody.
1: And then they were strolling around the mayor's office like, oh, this is nice.
0: (laughs) No blood on the floor here Uh. yet. So in the graveyard, a couple little things. I don't think this is too much of importance, but I'll just (laughs) throw it out there in case it is. Um, In the graveyard, I looked at some of the gravestones behind Mary Margaret and David. And one of them mentions Anthony Paul Mitchell, who died on a certain date in in 1794. Oh, my. And then a graveyard or gravestone on the other side of the frame was actually written in Russian. Whoa. Crazy, but they just probably filmed it in an actual
1: graveyard. I was going to say, these actual
3: <laughs>
2: it's
1: definitely a real graveyard. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I was wondering, was there anybody around when Sherman got, to call, got the call from Emma to tell him where the dagger was hidden?
0: Yeah, there was Mother Superior and...
2: No, but anybody else. Because <laughs> why, why would... Why would Cora and Regina know to follow them there?
0: Maybe they were just following them. No. Oh. Or aware of what was going on.
2: Sneaky sneaky.
0: Looking through <laughs> one of Regina's mirrors or something. Ugh. Despicable. Regina's mirrors just uh, that's it.
2: You're gonna go home and cover all your mirrors, aren't you? <laughs> yes.
0: yes, Hey, big thanks to David Newland for donating to sponsor this episode of One's Podcast. We really appreciate the support, and David is one of our subscribers, so he has signed up through our website at one'spodcast.com/sponsor to automatically contribute to the podcast and you can do that too by going to onespodcast.com slash sponsor it really helps us a lot because it costs now a lot more to run the podcast and the website and the forums and keep it online so any support we really appreciate so you can sign up for ten dollars a month or thirty dollars a month or just a one-time donation or a monthly donation we really appreciate the support so thank you so much david And if anyone else would like to contribute to Once Podcast and be like co-producers with us, you can go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. So let's talk about the last place, the strange land of (laughs) New York City. (laughs) At the beginning, Henry and Neil are becoming like best buddies and they're going to check out the best pizza. And I would
1: like to correct what I said on Sunday about that. Yes. It, they were actually in there for about a minute and a half, and they came out with still some pizza. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's not what it looked
0: like before. <laughs> Neil said, he jokingly said, the best pizza is in the kingdom of Demerion on the north shore of the dragon fields of Zorn.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and i've been
0: there it's such a funny joke because there are no pizza places yeah. there i've looked all around for that to try and figure it out <laughs> uh, information about that there are things that are similar to it like um spellings are different there's a, a mmo <laughs> game massively multiplayer online role-playing role-playing oh, game my. but that um actoids dungeons and dragons has this <laughs> demarian but it's Spelled with E's instead of A's in the show note, or the uh, subtitles, spell it with A's. And Dragon Fields are also a reference to some other things, possibly. And in some of the Star Trek films, there's a reference to Zorm with an M, but this is Zorn with an N. So, I couldn't really find anything there on that. But anyone else who would like to <laughs> can comment on our show notes at onespodcast.com slash 85, or I'll have some form links to this and some of the other points here well valiant effort daniel <laughs> thanks but gold recognized that henry might and could run away from emma just like he did run away from regina because henry has seen emma like he s- saw regina at some mm-hmm. point which is stupid because
2: emma's nothing like regina
1: Nothing. He's, he's kind of like, now he's kind of like, you have to be perfect to be <laughs> in Not my perfect. good graces.
2: Yeah, and how is, how is letting someone learning a lesson the hard way seem like Regina? And that's all that Emma was saying. I think Gold was just putting those words in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get why he... He, he is also hitting her with the, you're just like Regina, bomb. I don't yeah. get
1: it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like Regina. Yeah, right.
0: For yeah. real. You have caused so much suffering.
2: <laughs> I don't get it.
0: But, but Gold did say, or almost accuse Emma of maybe wanting a second chance at love. Do you think that's true? I think so, yes.
2: I think it is. But I think Gold was just being manipulative. By saying that, you trying to so? put words well, in his mouth. In when you mouth? jump
0: to the end of the episode and we get to meet Tamara, then you see Emma's reaction yeah. almost looks disappointed.
2: Yeah, I guess that part. I guess that part wasn't so much his putting words in her mouth, but the first part was about letting some letting Henry learn a lesson the hard way, seeming Regina ish, mm-hmm. Regina ish.
0: Regina esque. When they walked back into Neil's apartment, there are a bunch of posters outside and none of them really stood out to me.
2: By (laughs) the way, why was Henry so eager to grab his camera? Like, he was all like, come on.
0: They were going to go to a museum and he wanted to get his camera. They mentioned that right outside the pizza place. That's why later Mr. Gold grabs Henry and says, you did this, you brought us back here. Because he was saying it was... The only reason they went back to the apartment was to get Henry's camera. Yeah, which I didn't understand what he meant until we watched it the second time.
1: I just...
2: I thought it was not like Henry. Henry's just not really being himself.
1: Why did they leave anything at the apartment? It's all like... One minute, it's all unsettled. And the next, it's like, let's leave our stuff here now that we're all settled in. And let's go stroll around New York City. We'll be back. Just leave your stuff. It's fine. (laughs) And by the way, you're in New York City. You probably should leave your camera in the apartment. Just...
0: It was probably one of those things like let's take a walk and cool off a little bit, and then let's, Henry's just so excited he's there with his dad. Yeah,
1: and it's grandpa. It's okay. <laughs> Who just, hates him? <laughs> I'm not going to be too nice to Henry.
2: Henry's just being a, a little, <laughs> a little jerk right now. <laughs>
0: so Hook then did attack Rumple, no doubt, and poisoned him with the hook, and. One theory we got from Keith in Pittsburgh suggested that maybe gold would have to go all the way to Neverland for the cure. Hmm. Instead of just back to Storybrooke, really? where there's magic.
2: And that's where Neil can give them a tour.
0: <laughs> maybe. So where
1: are they going to go in this boat? Are they going to Storybrooke? Or are they... Well,
2: there, he said that there wasn't a cure for Hook's poison.
0: He said in this land, but... Also, the connection was made to the fact they need to get back to Storybook because Emma said there's magic in Storybook. Yeah. So she's assuming that Rumpel can heal himself mm-hmm. in the place where there is magic. Yes. And we have to s- yet to see how that actually plays out. But in this course of conversation, th- it, more details come up about Neil. And you'll, you'll note, listeners, that I'm not drinking coffee yet. But I'm starting to get worried, and you know the single most phrase, uh, or single the post? the the thing I've heard the most in all the feedback emails we've been receiving recently. Mm, what's that, Daniel? You better start heating up the coffee. I've received a yeah. bunch of coffee suggestions, mm-hmm. techniques, but styles. I'm
1: still not clear on. Wh- <laughs> okay, I'm still not clear on what happens if he's a
0: lost boy and not Peter Pan. Do you drink coffee? Or
1: do you
2: if you just he just like- creamer in it. The, oh. My
0: main thing is, the thing I've been saying is Neil did not go to Neverland, and he's certainly not Peter Pan. Oh. So that's why I've been saying, if he is Peter Pan, I drink coffee with nothing but sugar. If he did go to Neverland but wasn't Peter Pan, I still have to drink coffee, because I've been so negative against the whole Neverland theory in the first place. So I still have to drink coffee, but I'm allowed to put some creamer in it. Okay. So I still have to do it. And I'm not looking forward to this because I think evidence is leaning in that direction.
2: I love how Emma just keeps dumping Hook in in these places. (laughs) And she called him a stab-happy pirate. That was funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what Neil said about where he was, uh, well, here's actually what he said.
4: It's a long story. Short version. This world wasn't my first stop when I left home. No. If it was, I'd be a couple hundred years old by now.
2: He so, talks really fast. Neil talks really fast.
0: So I think this is this clarifies a couple things for us. One, he said he'd be a couple hundred years old now. So yeah. that I think confirms that fairy tale land time is completely parallel with storybook time. And um he said that this world wasn't his first stop. So think about this. He had to go to some other world where he wouldn't age because as he said if he came here he'd be a couple hundred years old. So he had to go somewhere That was outside of time. Neverland. That's the only place that we can really think of. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I'm not heating up the coffee yet. (laughs) (sighs) Because it would just be old by the time you drink it. Still still holding
1: out hope. And
2: then it wouldn't be tasty anymore.
0: (laughs) But also, he said, it's a long story. You know what that makes me think? What? We're going to get that story. Well, yeah. Of course we we are. We have to. (laughs) Because they hinted at it like that. That's why I think especially we're going to get it. And they're probably going to give us more clues, like in this next episode. I, I have a theory that in the next episode, and I have not seen spoilers at all. We stay away from spoilers, which we define as anything, anything known about a future episode. We count as a spoiler. But I'm thinking that maybe they'll be piloting Hook's ship, and Emma and Neil will get a chance to discuss that long story and we'll get some more information about it or maybe just a peek at it and then they'll show us the actual story later on
2: yeah yeah the speaking of the ship the jolly roger was mentioned as the fastest vessel in all the realms which explains Mm. how hook got there so terribly fast
0: and it's made out of enchanted wood. yes but
1: now here's a problem he can just get his hook stuck in the outside hull while they make a long
0: journey (laughs) here's a problem the hook I mean, the the ship was cloaked inside of Storybrooke, mm-hmm. and Emma had said that maybe that's how Hook got it into New York City, too, is because it's cloaked. Well, yes. Well, he had to have- magic isn't supposed to work outside of Storybrooke.
2: Not for the cursed. Well, <laughs> gosh,
0: that's the thing. We don't know that for sure.
2: Well, they sailed in from outside of Storybrooke.
0: No, they sailed into
1: Storybrooke. I see what you're saying. So, Yeah, that's a little inconsistent because Cora should have magic
0: outside of Storybrooke. Doesn't she? Maybe she does.
1: Maybe, Maybe she s- does. We
2: haven't seen that.
0: Because Regina wasn't directly cursed, but Regina probably is captive by this new barrier curse.
2: <laughs> you think?
1: Red 192 probably. just pointed out that gold scarf still works.
2: I... Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I don't think she's... I don't think... I don't. I think she can leave storybrook I'm. I'm thinking Cora? she can. Yeah, Cora.
0: And have magic.
2: Yeah.
1: They were outside of Storybrooke, sort of when they arrived. Well, I, mean, they I, I thought so to it. too. I don't think so. I think they were sure. still. You don't within...
2: think. You don't think the portal dropped them out. You know, just outside of Storybrook?:
0: No, I think it was inside in of Storybrooke. In the water.
2: Yeah. How so, did the portal know at what point <laughs> in the water Storybrook actually begins? <laughs> How? Just tell me. Wow. Magic. Uh, <laughs>
0: so, two, um, a couple of theories on Neil, going back to that. Katie thinks that maybe Neil is a lost boy, and here's her. Uh, explanation of that i think that neil was taken to neverland by the magic being because when Rumpel stoltzkin abandoned him he became a lost boy i'm a little rusty on my knowledge of peter pan lore but wasn't it mentioned in the original peter pan play or novel that the children who were lost and remained unclaimed for a certain period of time were taken to neverland maybe the portal would have taken him to our land had Rumpel gone with him but mm-hmm. since he was left parentless he was whisked away to neverland yeah. instead That would explain the discrepancy of the being taking him to a land that has magic when it wasn't supposed to do that.
1: That would be less
0: um, flimsy
1: of a theory even than just, oh, his mind changed.
2: I like that theory. I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) And that's uh, very similar to what Fee. Also suggested that maybe Blue Fairy never did lie about where the Bean would take. Of course she didn't. (laughs) Um, About where the Bean would take Balefire and Rumpel. But because Balefire went through alone, that's why it took him somewhere else.
2: You know, the only thing that upsets me about the Blue Fairy is the fact that she's not blonde. (laughs) <laughs> that is the only thing about the blue fairy that you can't have
1: all the fairies be blonde. Well, the thing if they is, they ever show Tinkerbell...
2: in the movie Pinocchio?
0: <laughs> I know
2: she's blonde. It's
0: true. Well, they don't have to do everything like the Disney version. They're doing some things, but I not.
2: Know. I mean, look at Jack. Jack in the Beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> Jack yeah. is opposite of his gender. Oh my! According to Spot body, still called
0: Jack. Him. Jack.
2: Jack's supposed to be a guy, not a chick.
0: So Neil cares enough about his dad not to let him die
2: Yeah, as much
0: as he's been running away. He's
2: not a monster like his dad.
0: Yeah. And he said something, I think, very similar to that. But we got this crazy voicemail theory (laughs) in. Crazy? Yeah. And you're going to see how crazy this is. But I want to let you hear this and see what you think. Uh Uh-oh.
5: Hi, Once Podcast. This is Marie from Argentina. I hope you're all doing fine. Um, We all know that Neil uh, spent some time in Neverland. And I believe that when he was still a little boy, he went to Neverland. And uh, actually, I think that he was part of the Lost Boys. And instead of Hook being enemies with uh, the Lost Boys, I believe that he was actually like a father figure to them. So I think that would be pretty cool to, like, see Neil being, like, great friends with Hook and then the whole thing, the whole situation getting even more complex because Neil has, like, father feelings for Hook, but also Rumpel is his father. And then each of them wanted. to like Hook wants to kill Rumpel and vice versa. So then Neil wouldn't be able to deal with that. And that would make everything so much more complex and perfect. (laughs) Thank Thank you for this amazing podcast and take lots of care.
2: Bye. Wow, that would certainly complicate things. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's not at all like the, like the fairy tales, you know, about Hook and Peter Pan and Lost Boys
1: thing is he was so anxious to leave hook behind
2: well that could be if if
1: could still be if at some
2: point hook stopped being a father figure right how on earth would they have learned how to you know sail a pirate ship with hook still alive Mm because in the in the fairy tales i know they've killed hook with the crocodile so they have to change that yeah they
0: don't have to be following the full peter pan story they could be borrowing elements from it just like they borrowed rumble stiltskin and we'd never seen the full rumble stiltskin actual story but another thing that i think lends support to this theory is in the episode tallahassee hook referred to the looks on the faces of the lost boys and the way he said it almost sounded like he had genuine concern for them or compassion Hmm. in some sort. It could be. I kind of like this theory. And we've seen Hook have odd displays of care and concern for different people at different times, like saving Aurora's heart and the thing mentioned about the Lost Boys and the way that he was originally intending to work with Emma. So, crazy theory, Marie... But you know what? I like it. It's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes the best theories are crazy. Like Neverland theory. (laughs) Thinking
2: of Tamara, his fiance, that makes me wonder, is she also from Neverland? And I'm I'm thinking of the theories I've heard about her being Tiger Lily. Like he brought her from Mm -hmm. Neverland when they came, at some point when they came. So, I'm thinking, like, how did Neil get his name? Did he name himself that when he came? And it would be just as easy Mm. for Tiger Lily to name herself Tamara.
1: But I still think he's not Peter. Peter is normal enough to
0: keep. Yeah. I I really, I'm still very set that he is not Peter. Well, he doesn't
2: (laughs) have to be Peter. Right. He doesn't have to be Peter. Exactly.
0: But um, the Tiger Lily theory, or another idea is maybe she's Tinkerbell, Bell. But our listener Sarah
2: to be Tinkerbell.
0: Our listener Sarah <laughs> sent in a great suggestion saying, Hey guys, I've noticed a lot of people theorizing that Neil's fiance, Tamara, is Tiger Lily or Tinkerbell, a Neverland character, in other words, who came through with him when he came to our land. The only problem with that theory is that he met Emma after he came through to our world, which would make a relationship with one of the aforementioned characters an impossibility. Unless they came through together, went their separate ways to experience this world and reconnected after he left Emma. Hmm. There's also the way out there possibility that he traveled back to Neverland after leaving Emma and then came back to our world again. But you run into the problem of how did he find a way to travel between the worlds and that Regina's curse should have destroyed Neverland if. What she said early in season two, that the curse destroyed all the other worlds when it brought everyone to Storybrooke, is true. And also remember, Smee said he was in Neverland when the curse hit. Right. And Jefferson was in Wonderland when the curse hit.
1: Mm. Yeah. Okay. But she wouldn't have been
0: able to get out of Storybrooke. Right. Yeah. So unless there's that idea that maybe the curse brought people and dropped some of them elsewhere along the way. I don't like that one. (laughs) I don't like that one either. Just kind of like when you try and carry water in your hands, drop a little bit on your (laughs) way. Yes. Um, but then the other major idea is
2: (laughs) by water, you mean people.
0: (laughs) The other major idea is that, uh, Tamara is essentially nobody, no plot point. Other
1: than. Until she's proven that she's
2: to be somebody. Isn't it? Tomorrow. Tomorrow is what she said. I keep thinking you're
1: talking about the day after today (laughs) until you get to the end of the word.
2: Tomorrow. I thought her name was Lara. (laughs) Tomorrow, Lara.
1: Her name is her. (laughs) Oh, gosh,
0: that'd be horrible. Well, Well, two timing little. Uh, (laughs) One person did email. I didn't get to include their feedback here, but I saw. An email or maybe it was a forum post that someone thought maybe Tamara and um, Greg Mendel are somehow connected and they're going to either expose Storybrooke or do something bad with Storybrooke.
2: That would just be weird and such a huge coincidence.
0: Maybe he calls her her because,
1: because he's trying to keep her identity secret because she's the weird person that he knows who knows all these things and does all these things and says all these things and now he's in a place where he's found more proof that she's telling the truth okay we're getting a little (laughs) off base everybody else gets their (laughs) crackpot theories i get mine Mm -hmm. speaking of stinking greg how long is he gonna be in the hospital i mean i know it's only been a couple days whatever but
0: it's about time to see him again well he did say in the last episode they told him he can leave but he decided that he's going to stay so we just haven't yes. seen him actually do that because we're still seeing the same day that that happened. Okay. Because this, the events of this episode, hap, this episode <laughs> happen almost right after the incident in the library when uh, Regina and Cora took the map from Hook and knocked him out there in the library.
2: Yeah, we didn't see Greg this whole episode.
0: And yeah, so so that this is still the same day. Uh. So that's why we haven't seen him yet or seen him check into the inn or the bed and breakfast or anything.
2: Would Granny give him a room? Anybody would have to be crazy <laughs> to let him stay. Well,
0: granny might not know who he Maybe is. Maybe he's
2: going to park his car somewhere and just sleep in his car or in a cardboard box <laughs> <laughs> well listeners we'd love
0: to hear your theories on this information that we've shared and the feedback and all of these screenshots and stuff so please go to oncepodcast.com slash 85 to respond to this content and comment on the show notes there uh, because for podcast we're basically done talking about the queen is dead And we're going to move on to the next episode, which airs this Sunday. So keep our feedback information handy, though, for sending us your theories after this next upcoming episode of Once Upon a Time. You can email feedback at oncepodcast.com or call 903-231-2221, or you can go to oncepodcast.com and record a voice message through the website on your computer or on your iPhone or iPad. And you can jump into our forums over at oncepodcast.com slash forums where a whole bunch of people are sharing their theories and thoughts and screenshots and all of this information about Once Upon a Time that they find that they love and that they discuss all of this stuff. And there are some great, great discussion forums going on about several things that we brought into this uh, discussion of our podcast. Certain things like Cora's agenda, um, how does Cora know Eva, um, the little white flowers uh the forum post about bailey madison i posted in there about the whole kingdom of Demerian thing and uh, so many other topics there and we discuss every episode of once upon a time there in the forums you can even go back and discuss the old episodes of once upon a time people are still discussing them and pointing out different things there so we'd love to have you a part of our community and you can get all of this information by going over to oncepodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast, rate us and review us in iTunes, just like Willow Windy did and Phoenix Force. And we really appreciate those reviews in iTunes because it helps let us know what you think about the podcast, as well as lets other people know what you think about the podcast and helps other people find us. Uh, Willow Wendy's, or uh, Phoenix Force's review said that uh, she thought we were actually a bit too squeaky clean
1: oh my which i
0: just thought that was cute saying that <laughs> but yeah we keep it clean here <laughs> so thank you so much for the itunes reviews and if anyone else would like to leave a review or just mark these reviews as helpful you can go to oncepodcast.com slash itunes and you can follow us on twitter we're at once podcast and i'm daniel j lewis you can follow me on twitter at the ramen noodle I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Phlegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N.
2: And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash Jenny Snow.
0: And we'll have spoilers after the music finishes. And remember, until next time, be like pizza. Delicious, cheesy, and don't lie. Thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And especially big thanks to Simul TV. Check them out at oncepodcast.com slash simultv.
4: Hi, Hunter Hathaway here with your Spoilers for Once podcast. Season 2, episode 16, The Miller's Daughter, is directed by Ralph Helmlicher and written by Jane Epsonson. Cora creeps closer to take the place of the Dark One as she and Regina try to overpower a dying Mr. Gold. Mary Margaret is again tempted by dark magic. Will she kill Cora like she said she would at the end of the last episode? Emma and Neil are together in Storybrooke, so that can only mean that all have returned from their New York trip. In past fairy tale time, we see the story of Stiltskin, with young Cora and the spinning of straw into gold. Also, Cora and Snow White's mother, Queen Eva, go way back. The burning question is who dies? On one site, they say rumor has it it's someone very important. Rose McGowan star- guest stars as a young Cora. Last week, the cast and creators invaded Paley Fest, and we learned a lot about what is to come. Rumors started that of a Mad Hatter spinoff. Well, fear not, Oncers. Horowitz and Kitsis have stated they have no plans to recast anyone, and a spinoff is premature. Are Emma and Hook going to become a new high item? Kitsis said he would like to see it, and Horowitz said it could happen. The last two episodes of the season, the creators have confirmed that we will be visiting another Here Unseen realm and that we will be meeting someone from this new realm in Season 3. Does that mean a Season 3 has been announced? I have yet to find anything official on that. The episode titles for the rest of the season are Episode 17, Welcome to Storybrooke Episode 18, Selfless, Brave, and True Episode 19, Lacey Episode 20, The Evil Queen Episode 21, Second Star to the Right And Episode 22, our season finale is entitled and straight on till morning. Thanks for listening. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at BitofPixieDust. Until next time, oncers!